Hey there, thanks for tuning in to the Tailored Podcast. My name is Kristen Taylor, and I'm here to hang out with you and talk about things that truly matter, like business, life, maybe a little love, but a whole lot of wine. Come here, hang out with us once a week for now while we discuss things in depth. We bring on some cool guests, have some fun, and of course, open that bottle. It may be tequila one day, but most likely it's a glass of wine. So pour up and enjoy with us. Make sure you leave a comment below, rate and subscribe on whatever channel you're listening to on, whether that be iTunes, Spotify, or even our native channel of Anchor. Thanks again for listening and we look forward to seeing you every week. Let's talk about it. Sponsorships. So how to create sponsorship environment, how to create a relationship, how to find something that's worth sponsoring, cultivating that relationship and making it last are challenges that everyone in business, everyone who throws events faces. And sponsors are something that I think since influencer marketing and Instagram and really these platforms where you can see these public pay partnerships happening. Sponsorships, I don't think before that, were such a publicly traded commodity. Now I believe that everyone wants a sponsor. Everyone believes they deserve a sponsor. Everyone thinks they can get one. And having an understanding of what sponsorships truly are and if it really benefits you or not is very important. So let's dive in. I mean, with some key tips and tricks of one, how to acquire a sponsorship, two, maintaining sponsorship relations, three, making sure you're charging your bang for your buck. And that will be what we get into today. Of course, I love sponsorships and sales and sending an invoice. So you'll hear more about that soon. So let's dive in with tip number one. How to meet sponsors. How to meet sponsors. It really depends on your product. As we start with any product, let's say a car, skincare line, an event, um, maybe a shoe line, or you as a person, if you're an athlete, you know, singer, songwriter, model, etc. How to acquire sponsorships and create those partnerships that really will benefit you in the long haul. Finding someone who you connect with is hard. That's the thing. So not just start off with a whole bunch of negative up front, but it does take time to cultivate sponsorship relationships. There are a few ways you can go about doing it. And honestly, it can be pretty simple. One, go to the company's website. Now you can also go to their Instagram, find the email in the Instagram profile, send them a quick email. I personally, I have a template for this and maybe I'll upload it to the site. Let me know if you guys want that. However, you can email them something very quick. I like to do a, hey, my name is Kristen. I love your product. I use it every day and for X, Y, Z reason, I really believe that my audience would gravitate to it. I would love to chat with someone about potentially an in-kind partner sponsorship or a partnership collaboration, whichever word you want to use. Now, of course, there are different connotations to each. We'll get into that. But back to the email. I love to talk to someone da, 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 about insert word. Is there a better email for me to contact them on or a way to set up an appointment just to chat through and I can show you guys an example of what I look to do? Thank you so much, Kristen. Simple email. I've also sent that as a DM, maybe a little shortened. 
but I love that for a quick DM. You'll usually hear back or not pretty pretty quickly, depending, of course, how responsive they are. Now, don't get discouraged when they say, here's the email, or you can fill out this form, and if they're interested, they'll get back to you. You're going to hear that a lot because people get hit up for money all the time. However, it's your job once you get that response to create value. I personally like to provide a tangent of what the value is going to be. So a little, little, little golden nugget in there. So if I'm talking to, let's say, uh, Babe Wines, who we did a sponsorship deal with for a client of ours. I approached Babe Wines and said, hey, babe, which, you know, it's cute. Hey, babe team. My name's Kristen Taylor. I work for so-and-so. And we are having a really cool X event. Would love to have you guys as a partner and explore some opportunities for us to collab with the audience we have. Please let me know a good email to contact someone on and I can send some information right on over very quickly, which is an amazing response time, I think, for a wine liquor brand. Probably, I would say, in four hours or so. Hey, Kristen, oh my God, love it. Please send information, da-da-da-da, and someone will get you back. Uh, get back in contact with you. Then, from there, I sent an email, of course, referencing the conversation that we had on Instagram, however brief, you know, so that way they know, okay, context. This is, oh, this is that girl. So sent that. Then I was sent more information about how I see activation. It's not a full scale plan. People don't have the time. It was just outline. Bam. This is what we have going on. Bam. Next paragraph. This is how I see us working together. Bam. These are my next steps of setting up time to chat. I have a Calendly link, um, which I love. So I could say something like, I have a link that makes scheduling time a little bit easier. Feel free to use it here, and I look forward to chatting soon. That gives people enough to be enticed. It gives people enough to be interested. It gives them enough information to say yes or no. Now, of course, no doesn't truly mean no in the world of business. It may just mean "Mm, not right now. However, they said yes. We went through, got the deal. Perfect. So that's, of course, a a great example. Now, sorry. I definitely, like, had dropped a little little nugget and then just left it there. So let's go back. Partnerships, collaboration, sponsorships. Those are all three words, and they all have three different meanings. So when I hear the word partnership, that means it's something in it for me, something in it for you, and most likely it's going to have to do with both of us making money. So when someone says partnership, it basically means you're not going to charge me, I'm not going to charge you. But yes, we're both going to make money at the end of this. Cool. That also can still mean a little tinge of a sale. Maybe I'm going to charge you, I'm not going to charge you as much, but I'm going to charge you. That's my personal definition of it what my team works off of and if someone has a competing definition cool collaboration collaboration means I need something from you for free free but I hope it will be beneficial to you it's our job if we're going to say collaboration that we show the true value there that someone can receive from collaborating with us because collaboration is one of those words now that's thrown around so much so often People use it to get free stuff and then give people jack squat in return. So 
I personally love the idea of collaboration. I collaborate all the time. I work with people all the time, not necessarily for free, but sometimes maybe I need something, they need something, it works, you know, that old school barter trade moment. I do that type of thing where I'm getting something from it too. I don't do as much free work anymore at, you know, my age and how much work I've done now in my portfolio. I don't have to do as much free stuff. And I probably, when I say free stuff, mean heavily discounted for like a nonprofit I care about a lot. But that was until the last year, two years. I still believe that working for free is wonderful. I believe that collaboration is extremely intelligent when you're getting into the business. You don't necessarily need to charge people. If you're a new makeup artist and you've only done it on your friends, you have no right to charge people. However, I think it's better to collaborate with someone for free, get all the content from them, get them to review you online, and then rather than charging them $35 for a face. The reason why I think that is better, or even, you know, have them pay for your gas if it's a trip, but I think that's better because they're not devaluing your work. You're not setting a low price point undercutting the market, but what you're doing is creating room for collaboration, room for growth, room for achievement. So that's one. And I apologize, this is such a tangent, but I think these things are important. So we went over partnerships, we went over collaboration. So those are two out of the three. And then, of course, the third being sponsorships. Sorry, I don't think that was the best note, but number three, sponsorships. Sponsorship, depending on who it's coming from, if it's coming to you or going from you, is, hey, I would like money or objects, aka in-kind donations, for X. X being Instagram posts or logos printed or recognition at an event. Etc. Etc. Whatever your elements of what they will receive, but that is saying I would like you to donate things that we can borrow or donate things that we can have, or I would like your money so we can make this happen. And in exchange, you will receive this sponsorship. If I see the word sponsorship, I'm instantly going, "Oh, they want money!" Ding, 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 ding. So know those words they mean very different things cool so we talked about how to meet people honestly a lot of website of course networking is super important I also think if you're looking for a tool LinkedIn LinkedIn is great learn how to use LinkedIn learn how to find people in the company do not do this the week before your event and you need something please do not do this it's so hard it's gonna turn everyone off get it done months in advance and start talking to people, just reaching out. Hey, let's grab a cup of coffee, da-da-da. Let's not do anything drastic or dramatic on LinkedIn. One, because people don't check their messages that often. Okay, boo? You know what I'm saying? So, sorry, I beat Simone voiced you. And if you don't know what that is, it's, it's fine, but that's what that was. You need to really get on the LinkedIn scavenger hunt. Uh, finding people you want people in the marketing field activation field PR field and sometimes you can get away with like sales but I wouldn't even approach those those individuals because their job is to make money close money um, however I do think marketing advertising PR and brand activation if that if they have an arm for that if you know the company's big enough they probably will so that's that cool 
So, covered, you've met people, you've talked to them. Two, cultivating a relationship. I'm a very blunt person. I want to know what the heck you want. I want to know how much of it do you want and what's your goal here. And the reason why I think this is so necessary is because I, I know from experience not knowing what the sponsor truly wanted to get out of it or them not being transparent enough has resulted in them being disappointed, which for me is bad because that means they don't want to hang out anymore and I need them to hang out, you know? So knowing the intentions, the goals of the person you're working with is critical. So I, of course, I like to meet my sponsors in person or at least on the phone chat for a little bit and then I do ask so in a more transparent sense it would really behoove me to know what your goal is from if you were to sponsor what your goals would be what's the best ROI return on investment for you what is something we can work towards so that way we both have the same goal in mind for you and I'm approaching it the correct way to make that happen to the best of my ability a lot of people I think get thrown off by this question but it truly tells you what you the person needs from you. And it can tell you also, oh, I can't do that. So, uh, yeah, the same for you. Or it can be something like, oh, what you want is 10 people to walk into the your spot? Cool. Let's do a pre-event there. Let's make an Instagram post that says, you know, giveaways at the store today. Or da, da, da. There are so many things you can do to help drive people for that company's necessary ROI that, you know, makes it worth it for you. Of course, calculate your costs in creating that ROI and make sure the monetary value or the in-kind value greatly outweighs it. Of course. My next tip for cultivating the relationship, of course, know what people want. Two, they say compromise is when both parties walk away feeling upset that they didn't get what they wanted. Yes, that's true. You need to be more upset than they do. You should be a little like, eh, I didn't get exactly what I wanted. And they should be happier because this is a not a give, take, take, take relationship. You want to give them more. You want them to fall in love with you. You want it to be a relationship where they don't feel used because a lot of people will use them and lose them. So I really suggest that you find somewhere that you can give them extra value. Surprise them with value. If you don't know if you can put it in, don't bake it in there. Just add it on top. You know, don't say like, oh yeah, I can definitely do da 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 when you know you you may or not be able to. Don't say it at all because that's going to create a perception in their mind. So very important when you're cultivating that relationship. And three, I would say time. Give them time to make it work. Give them, you know, a whole realm of possibilities of how they can make it work. Don't overwhelm them, but at the same time, give them enough time to figure it out. So those are the tips for cultivating a relationship. And then finally, how to make sure you're getting enough of what you need. This really comes down to one, what are they sponsoring? Are they sponsoring you? Because of course, that is something you can kind of cost out there. Are they sponsoring you? Are you creating a content post for them? Uh, so in that case, how much is it going to cost you for the photographer and the editing? If you need an outfit, makeup, hair, etc. Whatever would go into that photo, go ahead and make sure you get that cost down on piece of paper. If it's for an event, how much is it going to cost you to produce this sponsorship? Assuming it's the only sponsor you'll have, printing materials. If it is an activation area, so table, linen. Um, if it is graphics or 
logos especially how can you craft that write all that down if it is for for instance non-event if it's not for your personal brand but if the sponsorship is for your company or a building how much is the signage going to cost like big permanent signage how is it going to affect your current content your current branding how is it going to affect your employee like what are you going to have to take on are you gonna have to take on a an account manager are you gonna have to take on a you know a videographer you're gonna have to take on someone to do all the labor work of course those are more complicated but writing that stuff down and really having an understanding of the cost that you'll take on from the sponsorship is critical so that's one understand the cost of the sponsor number two you want to make of course unless it's in kind and if you're doing an in-kind thing, it's most likely an event or, or honestly, even in business, if it's in-kind, you really want to make sure that you're truly getting what you need. And if it's not everything you need, making sure it's not an exclusive deal. So say it's an event and someone's sponsoring all the, most of the chairs, but you still need 300 more chairs. You want to make sure you don't sign an exclusive deal because someone else may be able to offer you the 300 chairs. And that exclusivity thing don't have to do it um, unless they're doing so much that's worth you buying the 300 chairs or renting them separately but definitely feel free to offer them something else instead in lieu of that so when it comes to kind sponsors really also check into delivery costs etc etc and maybe that's something you offer to pay if it's like tables chairs staging da, 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 you're gonna have to pay delivery costs most likely so be careful of that but when it comes to event sponsorship and kind stuff, really write out the random things you'll need that a company may have, like ice options. Okay. Cool. So cover that. How to make sure you're getting enough money. Price check, one, in your region, area, similar events. Ticket price. If it's super high, they're going to want to know what happened. They're going to look at it a little more intensely and you know see if their money's going to be used effectively so that's that and then finally I think one of the big things is going to be not overpricing yourself but not underpricing yourself either so if you see a bunch of events and you and you know tables are going for $75 do the math there. How many tables are you going to have that in your event hall or in your event space where it won't look tacky like a flea market? Unless it's a flea market, then in that case, have as many. But if you're having a gala with tables like it's a flea market, that's really weird. So price that square footage within reason. For me, if I was selling an exhibition space, it depends on how many people are going to be there. It depends on, of course, my cost and then also the value they'll add. So I don't think there's a one price fits all. However, if you're going to create a base, go off market size, of course, do some popularity research and then go off of event attendee size. Cool. Now say you're pricing yourself. That's when we get into some things about influencer marketing and um, engagement scores and content views, impressions, etc. That's 
something very different. I think Julie Solomon does a pretty good idea. A pretty good, actually, she does a great job of pricing, talking about pricing for influencers on her podcast. It's called the Influencer Podcast by Julie Solomon. And Solomon, spelled like regular Solomon, S-O-L-O-M-O-N, Solomon. Yeah, I believe so. If not, I just totally ruined it and you knew how to spell it before that. So just ignore me. But Julie does a great job talking about pricing for influencers. I also think Jenna Kutcher does a pretty good job about that as well. And there's some research out there. There's not a lot. But I think that you can go off of that. And it really does talk about, you know, price per consumer, etc. So you can price that well. Of course, consider your cost in that too. But I do think that's probably a better model to go off of is, you know, an influencer marketing model of how to price yourself. So that was a lot. I don't know if that was too much. You guys will have to leave me feedback because this is episode number one. But when it comes to sponsorships, remember, give them more value than you're getting. Build the relationship. And that way, when you're ready to take a big swing, you have someone there to support you. Make sure when you're going after them that your ducks are in a row and you know what you can offer them. If it's event space, if it's Instagram posts, if it's a shout out and from the stage, if it is signage over the entryway of your business, if it's ad space on your website, know what you're offering your sponsor before you approach them. Have a list. I like an a la carte list. I think they do better than the packages nowadays, but those are essential things you need to know. And then, of course, remember, be kind to your sponsors. Remember, they're not your friends, but they can be really good, really good buddies, and they can be great relationships that you cultivate and can have for years if you treat them well. If you treat them right, they'll treat you right. So, sponsors, thank you for being who you are. And, of course, if anyone ever wants to sponsor the Taylor Podcast, they can do so by emailing me at Kristen at tailored co so thank you so much for listening super excited and this is going to be such a journey so of course this is the first one if the audio is bad if the quality of content is poor let me know I need to fix it I'm working on it but one of the most important things about business and life is not holding yourself back and just doing it so episode one it's out there Thank you for listening. Thank you for bearing through with me. And I really appreciate you guys. So live a tailored life. It's all about crafting what you want, saying what you need, and having a really good glass of wine with it too. Thanks for listening again. Bye. So what do you think? Do you like it? Do you love it? Do you want more of it? Let me know. Slide into the DMs. Leave a comment. Rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. It means the world. It lets us know what we can do better and gives us a little encouragement to keep going. So thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you got to enjoy a a good glass of wine while you're doing it. And we look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks again. See you next week.